This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 345 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsor this week is Bimeda Dewormers. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Well, hi, everybody. Glenn the Geek here. Helena has the week off, and we have a best-of episode for you. Jennifer and I are traveling to Road to the Horse in Lexington, Kentucky. You can hear all of our live coverage from Road to the Horse on horsesinthemorning.com all weekend long. We're going to be coming to you from there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, it's the number one colt starting competition in the world, and we will be there covering it all. It's Jennifer's first time, so it'll be fun to hear her reaction and see how she enjoys it as well. Helena and I will both be back here next week. This week, we have a best of episode for you. One of my favorite episodes called The Ladies Are Jousting dates back all the way to September 23rd, 2011. Episode number 162. We have Jessica Post on. She's one of the few female full contact jousters in the world. And we chat with her squire and one of our listeners, Justin Harrison, as well. So this uh, dates back a little ways, but it was a fun interview. This uninterrupted episode will come to you right after this word from By Me to D. Wormers. Enjoy. We all know the importance of deworming our horses, and Dr. Ellefson of Bimeda Equine is helping us make sure we are doing it right. Listen for his four-part series the first week of every month on this very show. I just wanted to remind everyone, if you are due for deworming, why not save a few bucks on the popular Bimeda line of wormers, including Equimax, Bimectin, Exodus, Exodus Multidose, and Equal. You can find coupons and special offers at buymediaequine.com, including a variety of rebate offers from cash to free ivermectin. You can also get up to $2 a dose back for Equimax. And while you're at Buy Me to Equine, get your free horse health record keeper, and you can just download it there. Plus, learn a bunch about parasites and deworming at Buy Me to, that's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. We at the Horse Radio Network all use Buy Me to Dewormers because we want the best for our horses, and we know you want the best for yours, too. Buy Me to equine.com and tell them the Horse Radio Network sent you. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B., and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show right here on the Horse Radio Network. Well, Helena, I'm so excited about today's show. You uh, are. You I are. Know. This is one of your favorite topics. Isn't it, it is, because, you know, I started with the Renaissance Fair. It's where I met my wife. You know, my whole life revolved around it for 10 years. We had an acting company. We did shows. We've talked about that here uh, for regular listeners will know that I was a geek. Yes, I'm a geek. That's how I got the name. Uh, but I was an actor for, we owned our own acting company, actually, and did 450 shows over 10 years. And I played a king for 450 shows over 10 years. Oh, so that's where you get the ego. That's it. I, I'm really, you know, I really am kind of missing people bowing to me all the time. I got to tell you. 
<laughs> for some reason, every time I see you, you never bow. I don't know. Why. No. Yeah, no. You're more likely to get hit with a jousting pole or a lance. That's what you get for me. And that's what we're talking about today. We're, we're, you're excited, too, because we have a female jouster on. I am. I am. Anytime somebody's on a horse I, that's, that's doing something I've never done before, I'm excited to hear about it. And, we have and our- I will never, ever, I, I have never been on a horse with a lance in full body armor galloping at another human being trying to knock them off, nor will I ever be. So <laughs> I, I definitely plan to live vicariously through our two guests today. And, you know, the, what makes them unique, too, there's a lot of the jousting companies at Renaissance Fairs, and I'm sure we'll get into that with them today, that are simulating a joust. You know, they... they they make believe they're jousting, and it you know it's pretty much rehearsed and acted out. This is not the case with the one she belongs to. She belongs to a full contact jousting unit, which, which jousting group, which means that they do try and knock each other off the horses and, and, and inflict pain. So, and I saw pictures of her. However, you know she's she's pretty thin. You know she's not rugged, but she is like six foot, according to the article we read. She's six foot one. Wow. So, you know, she can be intimidating, I'm sure, in a full set of armor. <laughs> yeah, so she's allowed to get on a horse and in yeah. body armor with it. She's allowed. Me, yeah. five, two and three quarters, not so much. <laughs> well, she's going to be on along with her squire who helped set all of this up, uh, Justin Harrison. And uh, the knight's name is Jessica Post. And they're both going to be on a little bit later in the show to talk about what it's like to wear 100 pounds of armor and beat each other with sticks. <laughs> so. Woohoo! <laughs> And we also have my tech pick of the week, and we have a, a really cool, and you're going to like it, a really cool tack and habit item for you today. And I have a little interview that I want to play for you, but you're going to love this item. Uh, matter of fact, you're going to wish you had it when you moved into the farm. Oh, okay. Too late for that well, now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Thanks, buddy. But let's start with my uh, tech pick of the week and get the show underway. You know, a lot of people now, most everybody is taking digital pictures. And at some point, you have to edit your digital pictures. You have to make them clearer, brighter, darker. You have to crop them and do things like that. There's a lot of software out there that, you know, really low-end software that's very easy to use, but it doesn't do much. And Mm. then you can go all the way to the one you use, you know, I'm sure you use, which is? Uh, Paint shop. No. No. (laughs) Adobe Photoshop. You do use Photoshop, and that's very expensive. Oh, so, yeah, like $1,000 a copy. I know. Copy. It used to be 600 <laughs> They've raised the price, haven't they? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, so, uh, now, yeah. you can do everything with Photoshop, though, or with Photoshop. You can do anything you want to with Photoshop. It has many, many, many thousands of more. Matter of fact, to the point where it's daunting, right? What Photoshop. Oh, my gosh. It's huge. It's a beast. It's a memory hog. You need some serious hardware to support it. Oh, yeah. If you don't have to use it, I would not suggest Photoshop. Now, however, you know, some of the lower programs that you're going to pay 20, 30 bucks for don't do a lot. You know, you get the basics and, and some people want to do more. So if you're somewhere in the middle there where you want to start doing a little bit more with your horsey pictures and you want to be able to edit a little bit better and you know a little bit about editing like me, that would be me. Helena is the expert. I'm the, I'm the middle guy. Um, there is a program that I recommend that I've been using for almost eight years and that's called Paint Shop Pro. It's put out by Corel. And it is almost exactly like the one, the, the $1,000 one Helena uses called Photoshop. 
The and and Corel has been around for a long time, right. and so has Paint Shop Pro. Right, and Paint Shop. I'm telling you, I've been using it for eight years now. Yes. You know, I was probably on on 25 versions ago, to be honest with you. Uh, but the nice thing about Paint Shop Pro is you get all of the luxuries and all of the bells and whistles of Photoshop for ninety nine dollars. So you're in the middle there, and if you need a program that is a little, you know better than the one you get with your computer and you want to be able to do more things with your photos than then the basics then i really do recommend paint shop pro you can you can buy paint shop pro for less than a hundred bucks and get all the bells and whistles that that you're going to need just like the thousand dollar version um and now i actually took classes to use paint shop pro so i could learn how to do everything better um, now, if you're a professional, you're going to end up, like Helena, spending $1,000 because that's what you do. Uh, it's, yeah, it's part of your job. It's a business investment. Right. But um, you don't, it's overkill. You, I mean, really, sometimes it's even overkill for me. But. I would say 80% of what you can do in the $1,000 version, you can do in PaintShop Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, that's the most I'm ever going to learn to do anyway. Uh, any more bells and whistles than that just confuses me. Yep. And so. <laughs> yeah. Just the bells confuse you. <laughs> that's true. So that's one of my recommendations for the day, and it's at Corel.com, C-O-R-E-L.com, 99 bucks, and they're at version uh, times four. four. That's actually supposed to be 14, um, Roman numeral X, four, and that's actually version 14. I don't okay. ask me why. So that's Paint Shop Pro. I recommend it. That's my tech pick of the week. We have Justin Harrison, who's an avid listener to the Horse Radio Network. She listens to several of the shows, and that's how, why she got in contact with me. Because, and then we have Jessica Post, who is a knight for the Knights of Valor jousting troop. Uh, so, and Justin is a squire for that same troop. So let's talk to them and find out what it's like to be a female knight. Not too many of those around. Well, hi to Justin and Jessica. Thank you so much, both of you, for being on the show with us today. Glad to be here. Hey, Justin, you're a listener of the Horse Radio Network, and I know you listen to the Driving Radio Show as well, right? I do. So excited about that. Well, good, because you're a driver. What do you drive? I know. Um, I, right now, I drive a Canadian horse uh, named Smoke, who we are foraying into the world of CDE. Um, but mainly, we actually work together doing commercial driving. Uh, meaning? So during Christmas, we do carriage rides around okay. towns and that kind of thing. All right. I, I, I had you pictured with this poor little horse pulling a beer wagon. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> with no. some ribs in the back, maybe? Yes. What do you think? She's like the, the buffet? No, <laughs> you know, commercial could be anything, right? Well, you know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You know, some beer and some ribs. Hey. <laughs> I'm you know, sure I get a lot more riders. There you go. Yeah, there's how we can make more money there. Ten dollars a rib. All right. So you're doing some driving out there, and I know. You know, as I said, I know you listen to our other show, and but it was a posting that I made, or you were listening to the morning show. I'm not sure which, where I said I was going to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair because I have performed there when it first started 20 years ago. And I played at King for 10 years with an acting company. And then you wrote and said, we have something else in common. So what do we have in common? What do we have in common there? 
We have Renaissance fairs in common. That's my other passion, and it doesn't get talked about a whole lot in the equestrian world, so I was very excited. No, because we're all called geeks and nerds, and they make fun of us, like Helena makes fun of me. So No, well, I do make fun of you just because that's my other pastime, but <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Renaissance fairs. We had a pretty big one in New York that I would go to every year as a kid. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did have a big one there. Yep. Yeah, the um, uh, up at Sterling Forest. That's right. Now, um, but the Renaissance Fair is these these events are no joke, and the people involved in them. You have a lot of training, and there's a lot of things that go on. It's sort of like a big, almost like a big production. Um, what do you do as part of the the fair in? You're in Ohio, right? Um, for the fair in Ohio, I work as a squire. And this is very different from a lot of Renaissance fairs, as the joust here is not staged. Um, it is full contact, so they are hitting with the intent to knock each other off, if they can. Um, and so it's very, um, you have to be on your toes. Uh, Justin is right, too. When I went to the Ohio Renaissance Fair, you could tell that, uh, you know, so many of the Renaissance fairs, and I won't name names, uh, do the stage joust, and they look staged. I mean, the, the, to the point where the uh-huh. audience is laughing when they're fighting, because it's that staged. And, you know, that's one of the things I did like about Ohio, is that y- you could tell it was not. Um, and I've, I've seen some good hits there in Ohio when we were there. So let's bring in, Justin, let's bring in, you recommended that a good guest today would be one of the very few female knights in the world, and her name is Jessica Post, and she rides for the knight, uh, the Knights of Valor, and you, uh, you do fairs all over, the, all over the United States and Canada, right, Jessica? Uh, that's correct. Well, tell us how you came to be a knight. Now, I know you've been riding since you were a kid, but you probably weren't out there with a sword and a lance. Or your mom would have been really mad. Um, Oh, not necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us how you got into being a knight. Okay, well, I met Shane Adams, the founder of the Knights of Valor at the Ohio Equine Affair in 2009. He was doing a little demonstration, and I didn't know females could be knights. So I talked to him, and he's like, yeah, come train with me. I'll, I'll knight you, and I'll show you how to judge, full contact. And and you just did it? Yeah, I started my training August of that year, and I started heavy armor jousting um, a year ago this past weekend, and the rest is history. And you talk about this full contact, um, this full contact jousting versus the other kinds. What exactly is involved in the contact part? <laughs> uh, well, we use solid hardwood, usually pine, sometimes cedar. Uh, a lot of the other troops use balsa wood, so it breaks pretty easily, or even scored lances or jointed lances, finger-jointed lances, um, so that they break really easily. And we use the solid wood and go at each other. <laughs> so you're so you're using a solid wood lance. They're, they're usually, what, 12, 14 foot long or something, aren't they? 10 foot? About 11, yeah. About 11 feet. And so it's solid at the end. All the ones I've seen, except for Ohio, you're right, where the balsa wood ends. So when they hit, they absorb a, uh, that, that balsa wood breaking up absorbs a lot of the hit. It can. It can still hurt. But, yeah, it generally doesn't hit as hard, obviously. So the idea is to knock your opponent out of the saddle, right? Yes. And um, 
So how difficult is it to, or how strong do you have to be, and how do you have to prepare to not only wear your armor, but then to carry an 11-foot solid wood pole? Uh, it can be pretty difficult. Um, a lot of it is upper body strength, but a lot of it is core strength. If you don't have the core, you're not going to be able to bring yourself back up. Uh, if they knock you back, you'll just fall off your horse. Um, you won't be able to have that power when you couch your lance, uh, which is what what we call it when we bring it down and aim it at the other knight. Um, and how do you, what do you, what do you use for, for footwear? I mean, how do you, what are your stirrups like? Do you, are you ever concerned about getting caught in a stirrup or how does that work? Oh yeah, actually I had that scare this past weekend. <laughs> I got dragged for about a foot and then uh, finally dropped from the stirrup. So that was good. But um, we use Australian saddles. So the stirrups are pretty similar to English, which is good. Excuse me. <clears throat> because it's a lot easier to slip your foot from the saddle. I just wear padded boots and half shafts. To me, that's uh, the most comfortable and easiest. And it fits the best with my armor, which weighs about 120 pounds. So you're fully armored. You guys are doing the whole legs and the, the arms and the whole thing. Correct. Yeah, okay. Now, now let me ask you, Was it? Im- do you think it's more important to be a rider first? I mean, are, are the ones who do better ones who have ridden their whole lives and are used to that part of it? Because that part is the part that would take the longest to train, I would think. Yes. Uh, you get a lot of guys who think they're super tough and all you do is hop on a horse and go out the other guy and they don't need to know how to ride. Riding is the most important thing. Uh, which is one of the things that I really respect about Shane Adams because he puts so much emphasis on the writing. When I first started my training, he wouldn't let me touch the stirrup for at least two months. Wow. Now, do you also... Which is actually... Go ahead. Which is actually one of the reasons why I choose to work with Shane because the emphasis is on the horsemanship and the horses. Um, Some jousting companies aren't as uh, thorough. Well, and he probably does a better job of taking care of the horses because he knows how to take care of horses, too. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, now, with the other jousting companies, they'll do the joust, and once the, one of the riders is on the ground, they do the whole fight to the death thing with swords on the ground. Do you guys follow it up with that as well or not? It depends on the show. I believe in Canada they do. Uh, at the Ohio show, we don't have a lot of time. So if we get unhorsed in one, the first or second pass, we let the knight get back on and try again. But generally, our shows only have 30 minutes to run, so we don't have time for that here. Okay. But we I'll, do do that in other I got to tell you, Helena, and I want to ask, uh, ask Jessica and, and also Justin what she's seen. But Jessica, if you've had any experience like this, I did see at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair the one time, the worst thing I've seen when I worked there was the 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 lance got caught under the breastplate of just in the right spot under the oh. breastplate of the knight picked that knight straight up in the air off the back of the horse and put his back right in the middle of one of the posts Uh, it was one as i said it was one of the worst things i've seen we really thought that that person was going to be dead by the way he got up and walked away but it was one of those moments where you the whole audience just gasped because you knew that was not part of what the the uh routine was have you had a moment like that where you went oh my god this is not good Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I haven't had a bad accident like that, thankfully. But that is one thing. Knock on wood. Fall. Yes, <laughs> knock Sorry, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Of, 
I did it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Justin. You want to make sure if you you know you're going to fall, that you don't fall on a standard. We've had a night fall shoulder first right on a standard and dislocate his shoulder. Um, During training without armor, I I got knocked off and my body wrapped itself around a standard. You just have to be really careful about that. And what we're yeah, we, talking about is the standards are posts that stick up about four or five foot out of the ground that hold the ropes that, or, or the, what's that called? Uh, the list. The list. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and, and now, but, but would you, so, I mean, this is, <clears throat> there are reasons that people put themselves in danger. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you call yourself a fox hunter. That could be dangerous. I mean, even dressage can be dangerous. Would you say that this is um, what motivates you to take such risks? Because this this really isn't – it is pretty serious. You do need to be a good horseman. You do need to be a good athlete. Um, but you're taking risks when you do this. Would you consider yourself like uh, stunt women? What, or what she's asking pretend- is the guys do it to pick up girls. Do you do it to pick up guys? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to think of an analogy I because my husband but... <laughs> it's a form of it's a form of entertainment. But there are some. Did you risks hear involved. what she just said? Say that again. I did meet my husband at a joust. Oh, there you go. <laughs> all right. That's all I need to know. <laughs> but I don't do it for that. I I do it because uh, for one thing, you know, Shane really, like Justin said, really emphasizes it's such a bond between horse and knight. It's just really intoxicating the romantic idea of that. And um, it's just the adrenaline. It's a blast. I mean, yeah, it's dangerous, but it's so much fun. (laughs) Well, that's what I need to know is it's fun. It's fun. I mean, do we all do a little something that gets our adrenaline going and you go, oh, that was fun. (laughs) That was scary. I almost came off or whatever. But so it's, it's the rush. It's the excitement. It's the entertainment. What about the crowd? Do you get jacked up? Do Do the horses get jacked up? When I first started, I was terrified, and I'm still a little uncomfortable, but you just have to push through it and make yourself talk to them. So the guys usually just feed off the crowd. They love it, but I'm a little, I just like the sport. <laughs> I love the people. They're awesome, but it was really hard at first to get used to it. I got to tell you, though, uh, and I'm, I'm going to speak for for you a little bit here, Jessica. You wouldn't be doing this unless you, unless you fed off the crowd a little bit. We all did it. We all perform because we feed off the crowd. Um, that crowd, you know, you would probably do it anyway, but, but there is a certain adrenaline to that, and the horses definitely pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, now, what, what do you ride? I ride, uh, well, Shane, I believe, has mostly Persians. I've ridden a lot of his Persians, um, ridden a Belgian, just draft horses mostly. I like some of the stories about these horses that are posted up on the website, particularly the two that were um, that came out of slaughterhouses. And uh, that's Palladium and Crispin. That is that is one of the very nice things about Shane is that um, his horses have come either from, um, you know, about to go on the slaughter truck or being cast off by um, some less than scrupulous owners. have come from Amish homes where they weren't very well treated. So they're really getting a new lease on life because of how well he treats them. Um, they are an integral part of the show, and he knows that. He's the first person that when he wins, he tells the crowd to cheer for his horse because he knows without that he wouldn't be there. 
So. And I know, Jessica, you have to run here in a few minutes. I wanted to also say that you do something else, not just the shows, but you are, there's also competitions for this that most people probably don't know about. Yes. Tell us about uh, that. Well, that's actually where I first met Justin, is uh, the Long Peak Scottish and Irish Festival out in Estes Col- Park, Colorado. We're not going there this year, but I went last year, and that mostly consists of full-contact jousters from the U.S. and Canada. Now, is there ser- I mean, do they really go after each other? Is this like serious time? Oh yeah, yes. This is yeah. This is serious. <laughs> this is like you have bragging rights for a year <laughs> and a year after and, and a year after. And there's a money curse, so yes, they ah. are out there to hit you and hit you hard, so you do not come and play tomorrow. <laughs> oh. What, are you ready to sign up for that, Helena? You know, I'm thinking it might be good therapy for me. That's kind of the thing I'd like to do. You're Italian from New York. You could beat up on people. That's no problem at all. I could. Just give me a big, long stick and some body armor. Her husband's well, going to be running. The nice thing, the nice thing about the Estes Park show is they have, um, they also have a gaming section and then a light armor section, which is like target jousting. Ooh. So there's a place for people to enter at a lower, you know, at a, a level where you don't have to take quite such a hit. <laughs> and and yeah. the target is not um, a human, I mean, Helena. I just wanted to say. That's, uh, you, hey, I have no problem with human targets, really. That's not my problem. <laughs> I don't well, even mind being one if they can catch me. That's I the know. other thing. Is have, Has anybody ever, like, run out? <laughs> so, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> now, do you, you probably, uh, you know, go ahead. Um, you do sometimes get horses that after the first couple of passes are like, you know what, this isn't as fun as you said it was going to be, so check, please. Um. (laughs) Well, Jessica, I know you have to run. I appreciate you being on with us. Justin, if you could hang on a minute, there's something else I'd like to talk to you about. But, Jessica, best of luck this uh, this season at the Ohio Rent Fair. I'm hoping to get up to see you at some weekend here. So be be safe, okay? We're a little worried about you. And have fun. I will. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Thanks, Jessica. Bye-bye, Jessica. Bye. Do you call her Sir Jessica, by the way, Justin? No, she's Dame Jessica. Ah, I was wondering how that worked when you're knighted when you're a female. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was knighted last year at the Estes Park um, Highland Games on the field. Boy, that sounds beautiful, by the way. Colorado, Highland Games, that sounds beautiful. You you can't beat it for surrounding because <laughs> you are literally surrounded by the mountains, um, and it is one of the biggest Highland Games in um, the U.S. So it's a very neat experience. I want to go. We love Highland Games. Jennifer and I have been all over the country now, and there's nothing like a Celtic festival in Highland Games. It's just nothing like hearing those bagpipes. I've never been, and I want to go. It's an amazing experience, you know, the the mountains are echoing back the bagpipes and you know, it's it's really just a, an immersing kind of experience. So You know, a lot of people don't realize the bagpipes were used at times of war because they are intimidating and uh, when you go into a setting like that where you hear them bouncing off the mountains, it is an intimidating sound, isn't it, Justin? Mhm. It'll, it'll give you goosebumps. I'm I, getting them now. Just I am too. <laughs> <laughs> There's the best one I've ever seen. Sorry, Helena. The best <laughs> one I've ever seen is in Maryland. It's at the Celtic Festival there. And they actually have a, the, uh, what do they call it, of the bands where they all come together? Um, 
There's a the there's, massing of the drums. Yes, and what happens is at noontime, and they'll have twenty or thirty different uh, bagpipe bands there. They all come mm-hmm. together. There'll be three hundred bagpipers, and they start from way, way across the field. So you hear them coming, and we're talking three hundred bagpipers at once. It is an unbelievable yep. sound, and it's something I do have goosebumps just sitting here talking to you about it right now. Mm. Yeah, they have, um, at night, they have, um, what do they call it? Um, they basically have a big evening performance where they will bring out all their main headliner fans and um, have, you know, kind of a big grand finale in the evenings. And uh, it's really neat because at the very end, they will bring everybody onto the field at the same time. And then they fire off the cannons, which are right next to the horse barn. So <laughs> you can always tell the horses that are there for the first time if they shoot across <laughs> their stalls. Um, and the ones that have been there before are like, yawn, I'm going back to sleep, you know. Um, you got to love draft horses. They're awesome. Yeah, they are. Percherons have always been my favorite. So, Justin, now we got to figure out how we can joust with with our carriages you got to figure that out <laughs> oh sure add you know, some more mechanics to it the thing is the thing that i would not want to do is i don't want to become unhorsed from my carriage that's true because there is there's, there's oh. a whole lot of difference between one horse running loose and one horse pulling a wheeled vehicle yeah that's true and we, we don't we, even we, want to talk about it we just want to pretend those that doesn't that doesn't happen oh i've had it happen no <laughs> just never wait, you don't listen you don't listen we don't want to talk about that <laughs> if we deny it, it now, now you're a squire now justin which means you get to do all the dirty work are do you ever want to be a knight no, I do not. However, my husband does. Oh, really? Um, which is truthfully how we originally got involved with Knights of Valor. We went up to Estes Park and we were watching the jousting and we were like, hey, this guy has really got it going on. So we went back to the barns to introduce ourselves. And I said, hey, next year, if you want, I'll come up and help. Because um, in the past, I was actually a groom for um, like four-star three-day eventers. And so there's nothing with hair that I can't handle. And I'm like, you know, I'll come up and help you because you guys need more help. And so they were like, sure, no problem. And so for the last five years, we've been going up to Estes Park and helping them. And um, my husband now has his own Clydesdale and is hoping to at some point go into training. Well, that's terrific. Congratulations. Owning your own Clydesdale, owning your own Clydesdale in itself is fun. <laughs> so it is. They have a very interesting relationship. <laughs> we actually did uh, two weeks ago. We did a show on Clydesdale, so we we got to uh, talk a lot a lot about them. Well, we're going to have to let you go here, I, but before I do, I no wanted problem. to bring up uh, Full Metal Jousting. The History Channel is producing a reality show. Like they, they also produce the same producers of Top Shot and The Ultimate Fighter are doing a reality show, and they were on our shows a couple of weeks ago promoting it and trying to get people to apply. They want horse people to apply because they wanted to actually do a jousting competition where one person gets knocked off the show literally every week. And um, do you do you you know somebody Shane Adams who started this uh, this group Knights of Valor is involved with that right? Yes, he was actually um, the impetus for this to happen. Um, he was 
bouncing some ideas back and forth with some producers. He really wanted to do the reality show format rather than the documentary because he wanted to show that, you know, people can learn how to dance. It's not impossible. Is it hard? Absolutely. Does it take a certain, you know, mindset? Absolutely. But it is something that people can experience and do. Um, And we felt that this way we could get some new blood. We could um, let people actually see what it's like to learn how to do this. Um, Yes, there's going to be the entertainment factor, because truthfully, why do you watch NASCAR for the Rex? (laughs) And why does everybody watch Full Contact Yachting? Do watch people eat it. Um, So this is going to be something that uh, kind of puts us more in the public eye. So that was really the idea with it. We were very excited to get people who have produced such successful shows. So we're really excited to see what happens. Um, Shane is actually heading down next week, I believe, um, to start getting set up. So well, that's everything's terrific. good to go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I can't wait for this show to come out because you're right. Uh, Top Shot's well done. And I haven't seen Ultimate Fighter, but I know about Top Shot. And History Channel has been putting out a lot of very popular shows. Um, they have, what, and it's a great production company. So, well, I can't wait. Thank you so much for making all of this happen. You were the one responsible for getting this all together today. It was fun to meet Jessica and Justin. Keep on driving and keep the shiny side up, okay? Absolutely, you do the same, Glenn. Have a good day. All right, all right. thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, are you ready to sign up to wear a hundred pounds? You know, if you wore a hundred pounds of armor, it'd weigh more than you. I know. I know. I, this is the one horse sport I don't think I would want to do. Every other spend, one, Helena goes, I want to buy one of those horses. I want to do this. I want to do that. I know. I know. I don't. I know. I, these days, I'm more interested in staying in the saddle. Thank you very much. I don't need experience. any. I don't, I'm looking for a bomb-proof trail horse at this point, okay? I don't need any additional challenges might, in my tag. You might want to consider one of those, you know, a retired jousting horse. They have to be bomb-proof. I know. I, you know, and I really do like considering the, you know, the retirement thing. I do like the fact that, um, that, uh, Knights of Valor in particular do rehome horses. They take them and give them new careers in this, uh, sport. And you, and you know what, uh, what they did. And you do you know, do you know that jousting is the state, uh, is the state sport of Maryland? Yes, I do know. Yeah. I did know. Yeah, and they have a big jousting group there. Although it's shrinking, I read an article the other day that they used to have 120 jousters in their in in Maryland that would compete, and it's down to like 30. Um, you know, if you want to see somebody fall off their horse and get all bloodied and stuff, I mean, just go to a three star <laughs> event. <laughs> What are you saying? You don't need armor and lances? No, you don't. You just need a cross-country course and, you know, fixed jumps. Well, you don't, uh, you don't say, until they start jousting with carriages, um, maybe chariots. I've always wanted to drive a chariot. Oh, I could tell. Now, that would be fun. That's something I would go to watch. Chariot racing. Like, I want like, to do that. Like so an bad. obstacle course for chariots. Oh, no, no, no. Like in Ben-Hur with the chariots with the spikes and the things and they're racing around running into each other how cool so a race yeah, a ra- do they, they have carriage have... racing you have driving but do yeah they, have they do and it's, it's chuck wagon racing that's very popular in the but i mean not, yeah not like like not like trotters and stuff and no pacer- there's the bat out of hell racing <laughs> 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 kind of like the the driving version of steeplechase yeah and it's very dangerous and and people and horses are always getting hurt and that's a big okay no big we don't want you know, right I'm now. over that. I'm over that. You're over that. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't care about the people. I don't want to see horses getting hurt anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
All right, All let's right. Uh, hop in. We have a show. Our, we have yeah, a show. What's going on here? Tack and Have It segment right now. This week for the Tack and Habit segment is a product, a brand new product that we saw to the horse world at the Ada show. And I have a little bit of an interview here that we'll play with, play for you. But they're called Omni Rigid Posts. And you're going to hear all about them in this interview. But they're basically a replacement to those steel metal posts that hold up the insulators that hold up your electric wire or the, or the white, that white tape wire. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have in your fields. And these posts are so cool because they're, they're not metal, they're not dangerous, they won't send sparks everywhere, and I want you to hear about them now. Let's take a listen. All right, it's Glenn, and I'm back with Coach Jen, and we are here at the American Equestrian Trade Association show in Philadelphia interviewing more people about cool new products. And we have Todd Page here, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Omni Ridge Posts. Uh, good morning, Todd. Good morning. Well, you know what? I was in- Jennifer found these first. I found them. It's my find. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons that Jennifer was so attracted to this is we have both. We had a farm that had 100 acres. A lot of acres. And most of that was in electric fence because we couldn't afford 100 acres of wood fencing. It just wasn't happening. So we had some wood fencing, and we had the rest of it in electric fencing out in the big pastures. We pounded more metal fence posts in that ground than I ever care to remember or imagine. <laughs> So, Todd, you have come, and let me go over some of the problems with metal fence posts. Okay. One through five. One through five is you have to stay, you stand in the back of the pickup truck, which is how we pound them in, with a big sledgehammer, and you pound them in, and little metal shards come off, and they dig into your arm. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing, Mm -hmm. if they don't hit you in the face. So you get, they get very sharp on the ends. And one of the problems we had was if they got bent over a little bit into the field, we'd have horses getting cut on them eventually. No doubt. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, that's probably one of the things. So that's that, two. That, yep. You know, so there's two of the things. And then the other thing is you had to use those, excuse the language, those damn insulators that, first of all, you wore your hands out trying to pop them around the post. Mm-hmm. And, and they then break. they always broke. They break. <laughs> No doubt. All if the not, time. If not to start with, at least within a couple of years, you're yeah. replacing insulators. So, that, so that's four. Over and over. Yeah, that's right. And and it, number five. What's number five? Number five is six months after you put them in, they rust and look like crap. Yeah, that's true. They do. And a lot of states now, uh, or a lot of people now, are wanting to, are, are for safety of the horses, are having to buy the extra cap to put on the top of those metal T-posts. Which and also that, breaks. And that's what we're talking about, those green metal T-posts that you see uh, that every... F- Horse farmers use at one time or another. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're everywhere. They're so. everywhere. All right. So Todd, I covered yeah. all the problems with the metal T posts. Okay. Todd. okay. Da, 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 da. So, what does your product do to fix those problems? And let's describe the product first. Well, describe the product first. Our product is Omni Rigid Post, and we're here today to talk to you about two of our products. Um, the one product is our Agra Post and our Repost. Uh, the first product, the Agra Post, is our large post traditionally for the, the horse rancher. I like you're talking about, like you're describing. And it's it looks like a T-post, except it's made of... It's made of rigid PVC. It's 100% recycled plastics and with, with impact-modifying plastics, and it's rigid PVC. Incredibly strong product. 
Uh, it's we make these in four, five, six, and six and a half foot lengths, very similar to what you see with steel T post. But our product is uh, is virtually unbreakable. You can drive the post. Uh, the, the guy that invented this product is a horse rancher. He invented this for his ranch for his horses, and he's also a manufacturer of plastics. And so he knew what he wanted, and he went out and made it, and absolutely loved it. Looks great. It's very very vibrant white product. Uh, we put a 10-year color fast warranty on this white, so it will always look white. It'll so it turn won't a, fade to a Nikki yellow? It won't fade to a to Nikki yellow, and it won't fade to a Nikki rust, because our, our little slogan with Omni Rigid Post, never rust, never rots. So we are trying to, re- to offer an alternative to either traditional steel T-post or wood post that are used in a variety of applications. Oh, yeah, good point, because there's a lot of parts of the country can't use wood because of the weather conditions they have, wood just will not survive. That's correct. So they're stuck with metal, ugly, sharp, etc. Now, people in those parts of the country have an alternative that looks nice. And they are nice. attractive. They're rounded corners. Nothing there Smooth. is going to hurt the horse. And in it's any not way. fiberglass. There's no splinters. Well, and that's splinters. it. Nothing there is going to hurt the horse or the human when you're putting it in. That's yeah. uh, you're you're correct. That's yeah. it's something that's. Uh, as We're you, not letting him talk at all, Janice. No, I'm that's sorry. <laughs> uh, I just want to. I just need to. I just want to know your PO number. I mean, you're ready to go sell. Let's, let's get going. We are too. All right, so let's go through the five problems we had. We, we when you pound these in the ground, do they splinter at the end? They do not splinter. Uh, okay. We've got dozens, hundreds of pictures of our posts being pounded with a, with a post driver with a sledgehammer. Yeah, we never had a post driver. We we're never that lucky. We always had this darn the sledgehammer. Big yeah, sledgehammer. Big sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. Standing on the back of the pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. and I'll tell you honestly, uh, the guy that produced these when he when he first made them, he wasn't sure about weatherability, so he put the post in a in twenty degrees below freezer for about two weeks, took them out of the freezer and ambient temperature, and just started wa- just wailing on them with a sledgehammer, trying Ooh, to chip. Did them, he take video? Them, crack them. No video there. <laughs> oh darn! That would have gone viral. He had a lot of he had a lot of fun with it, uh, but never chipped. Never cracked, never broke. And That's all, I didn't you know, think about the brittleness here. in the cold. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no problem at all. So, and, uh, and again, I can show you. Our, 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 the top of our post will not what we call mushroom like you're talking about yep. with yep. steel T-post. Shards flying everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Our, our post looks nice forever. So we've covered number one and number two. Yeah. So number three was insulators, wasn't it? Yeah. Insulators. So now these are cool because, because it is plastic, right? Exactly. No, it's a form of plastic. And let me say no with two with a capital N and a capital O. No insulators needed. There are actually ever. holes drilled in the side, and you just run the wire through the hole. Just run the wire through the hole, and it's not grounded or anything. Don't. There's no need for insulators. It's plastic. You you'll never need another insulator. And we're working on. I'll whet your appetite a little bit. We're working on our our next generation. Uh, so we can, the next time I interview with you, I can tell you no insulators. Oh, I and, like that assumptive close. He's good. And no clips. <laughs> We're working on a way to offer this post with absolutely no need for insulators and no clips. What's so the clips for? Uh, well, you got to clip on if you're using tape, if you're using oh, the wire. tape. So there is a clip if you're using tape. Yes, okay. you have to use a clip of subtype. And people are, are using these all over all types of ranches uh, for barbed so wire. I see what you're going to do. Barbed wire. Right now, down the one side, the side that uh, you would put your wire in, it's, uh, there's holes about whatever. Three, eight, three eighths of an inch every three inches down. So, so the, the so vertical you're going to put slits yeah. in. Uh, yes, sir. So you can slide two-inch horse tape, tape. one-and-a-half-inch tape. So you'll have holes and slits. Or yes, just, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Have yeah. holes and slits. And so there's no. we're getting to the point of being able to say, today we can say no insulators needed, period. But we're right. going to next, next time say no insulators 
or clips. And no clips needed. Absolutely fabulous. That's awesome. So if you have tape, you could use it now. You'll just need the clips. Exactly. Uh, And you make clips for these posts. We do. Yeah. What I like is the holes go all the way down. You can put put five, ten strands of wire if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can put the wires where you want them. And the other cool thing about this, I believe, I'm correct on this, if I want a hole in a different spot, I can just drill it in this thing. But, uh, you know, stick a, uh, stick a cordless drill on your hip, go out to the field, and drill a hole where you want to drill a hole. If you, mm-hmm. need, if, you want to, if you want to saw it, let's say you've got something uneven, and you say, ah, it's a little bit high, uh, then you can take a saw and saw through it. You can't do that with a steel T-post. No, not usually. No. Uh, no. Not usually. And so <laughs> it's a very modular product. Um, we're very proud. This product is made from, well, again, it's made from 100% recycled product. It's 100% recyclable, made in Tennessee, USA. We're competing with, honestly, with China, Pakistan, India, Mexico, where all these T-posts are being imported, uh, and, and by, the, by the millions, literally. And this is an American-made product. We're building an American company. And it looks really nice. Looks, it's it white. It's very attractive. It's smooth. And it's smooth edge. Yeah. The other thing is you, you make the smaller post. You call it your garden post. And we've all seen the smaller green posts that you can use for gardens and things like that. Yes. But this would be ideal for minis. If you've got minis or minis, smaller ponies, goats, yeah. it would be fine. And it's not as big and bulky as, as the larger horse size ones. Right. So for the smaller pastures and things where you've got minis or goats or things well, like that. A lot of these I don't know. Riders. Goats would get out of anything. So. Yeah, a lot of people use those temporary paddocks when they go yes. on these week-long outback week trips. Outback trips. That would be ideal would because there's no insulator that you need for it, it's but it's a nice, heavy. sturdy post. Right. It is. And, you know, there, again, in, in the ag market, there's a lot of people doing what's called mob grazing today or intensive grazing where they'll yes. move their, their – Right. Uh, every three days you move three, the pasture days, they're moving again. the pasture. And perfect. You know, you can, you can drive the post. You can take it out and drive it again. And you don't have to wear fancy gloves because you're not going to get fiberglass. No that was the thing. We had to wear gloves to those metal ones or you get cut. And don't you dare oh, yeah. use those gloves for anything but posts either because if you rub your face with your gloves, <laughs> you're in deep doo-doo. Yeah. No it's doubt. a mess, and yeah. this is just Well, how awesome. much are they compared to the T-Posts price-wise? Uh, we are, believe it or not, we are less expensive than a, st- a traditional steel T-Post in the marketplace today. Uh, you go buy a, a five-foot T-Post at most retailers, you're talking about four sixty-nine. That's where we're at. We're at four fifty. Uh, we know we knew going into this. Yeah, thing, I thought it'd be more expensive. With the, well, and we deserve to be more expensive retail-wise because it's a better product. Um, I say that too when some, I'm trying to sell ads to the advertisers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you know, and there may be some shops where you can you buy this post for seven or eight dollars retail-wise, but it's it's worth it because you'll never have to touch it again. Uh, you know, it's it's environmentally friendly, but it's also no it, paint, no, no anything, paint, yeah. and uh, no insulators. You don't have to worry about you know what insulators cost. Right. Well, those are costly, and, and yeah. every three years you got to replace them. Yeah, yeah. and you don't know that your insulator is broken until your fence is grounded and your horses get loose. Yeah, yeah right. They, oh, look, we have insulators that broke. The horses are all over the road. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> don't have. That. I like this. I think they're great. And where can people buy them now? Uh, today they can buy them from us direct, Omni Rigid Post. Our, our company is, again, O-M-N-I-R-I-G-I-D-P-O-S-T-S.com. They can contact me. I'm Todd Page. Um, they can, they, and we, we have some distribution set up today. We're just launching the product, and that's why we're here. This is our first trade show, uh, especially in the equine market. Uh, this product crosses a variety of markets, and, it, and I could talk to you a little bit about our DOT product, which has nothing to do with your market. Yeah, I think um, I think we can we can skip we that. We can today. skip that part. Yeah. That's no problem. But it, it, these things are going to be available at big box retailers in the near future. Yes, yeah. we're close to landing a deal with uh, people like Lowe's. We're work, we've been working with Tractor Supply, and and 
also working with all the small retailers. We want to. We want to. We're trying to grow an American business. We want this product to be available. Oh, that's the other thing I really like about it is the American part. It's an, so, it's an yeah. American business, and it's it's a good quality. Sorry product. to all of our foreign listeners, but we try and make something here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us some cred, dude. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe a PO. We'll ship to you this time. Right. We, we can export also. There you go. Even better. We have people in Canada who will want. We these have posts. a lot of people in Canada. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, Todd Page. He is with Omni Rigid Post, and it's OmniRigidPost.com. Thank you, Todd. Yes, sir. Thank Thanks, you. Todd. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like this. I guess so. The, we, we're billing these as the eco-friendly alternative to traditional steel posts. And, the <laughs> and you know how I know that? <laughs> the not dangerous alternative. <laughs> I got that from their website. Um, you know, I, I, what did I call that? Ecoheads. This is, so this is a good steel post or it's an alternative to steel post for the ecoheads out there. And it looks good. I mean, you see the pictures there. It looks pretty because they're yeah. white. You yeah. know, you don't have those green posts. This looks like a, 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 what I would call a formal fencing. You know, it looks more formal, looks dressier. Yes, it's got a nicer aesthetic than the typical steel posts. And if you use it with the white tape, it really looks nice. You mm-hmm. know, or, uh, or you can use it with any color tape because white's a neutral. It goes with anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can check them out at omnirigidposts.com. Good pick, huh? Yeah, very good pick. Love yeah. it. Who found it? Um, uh, Jennifer, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't me. Yeah. Sure. She, wasn't she me. sniffs these kinds of things out. That's going to be your, your, your tagline, Glenn the Geek. Wasn't me. <laughs> wasn't me. I didn't say that. Wasn't me. <laughs> you and my husband. Famous last words. Wasn't me. Oh, I well, need to Billy, add, well, who I didn't say that. It? Wasn't me. Because <laughs> that's what I get in trouble for, everything I say. It can apply to so many things. <laughs> All right, so that is our Tack and and Habit segment for this week. What do we have left in the show? Oh, we have to talk about Uncle Jimmy's. We do have to talk about Uncle Jimmy's. And, you know, thanks to Uncle Jimmy's and all the gang there at Uncle Jimmy's. Uncle Tommy, too. Uncle Tommy, too. I can't talk today for sponsoring uh, the Stable Scoop radio show for such a long time. I mean, these guys have been a longtime sponsor of ours. Yep. They have. Yeah. And you know what? They make great products. And that's why, you know, people are buying their products all over the country. They're in every tax shop. If you're looking for a horse treat for your horse, you know, buy Uncle Jimmy's first. Try them. If they're there, you see the big hanging balls in the tax shop. You can't miss them. I mean, they're in a big box. And take, the, take the package and look at the ingredients label. And that that'll make you feel good about buying them. It's it's good stuff. It's natural stuff. It's good for your horse. And it helps Just alleviate boredom, too. The, the Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls really do help alleviate boredom. Uh, you hang them in the stall. It's easy to hang, and they're going to last your horses a while. And they have all different varieties of treats now. It's not just the hanging balls anymore. It's, uh, they have four or five different kinds. And they have sugar-free ones, too, for those horses with insulin problems. Uncle Jimmy and Uncle Tommy, would you do me a favor? Could you make something that's appropriate for school-age children? <laughs> When they're told that they cannot watch another 20 million hours of TV. I need something to entertain the kids. You want something to hang in her room? Something that's hanging, maybe edible, sugar-free. I mean, really, he's, everything that they come out with is a sure hit for horses. They it'll have help, to be, And it'll help keep their teeth clean. <laughs> come on. You got, I mean, these guys have already cornered the market on treats for horses, boredom busters. It's not a stretch to go for the kid market. There you go. Good idea. I'm sure Uncle Jimmy will be right on that. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to log in next Friday for another episode of Stable Scoop. Uh, we'll be back again next Friday. By the way, we forgot to tell people we're on vacation this week. I'm on vacation right now. 
you're on vacation. I'm yes. on vacation right now. Well, Jennifer and I are with uh, our good friends, and uh, we rented a big old cabin in the middle of the Smoky Mountains. So we're going to be over in Tennessee near Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg. You've been there before. You love it, don't you? Oh, it's beautiful. It's just, yeah. And this time of year in the fall, it's just beautiful. So we actually took a whole week off, got all the shows done ahead of time. And uh, we, we're over there just hanging out. We're bringing our doggie along. Oh, so, Glory gets to go. Glory gets to go. And they have a dog, too. They have an old uh, uh, Irish setter, so they're bringing that dog along, too. And th- these two will get along great. So we're going to be in the big old cabin together, and we're planning on trying some zip lining. Oh, we're there. Yeah, put Jen- some body armor on. <laughs> Jennifer is even excited about trying it. Jennifer, yeah, you know she's uh, she's entering a whole new phase in her life, huh? Yeah, she is. She's really trying. <laughs> the daredevil now. in her is coming out. I know. So we're going to be doing that. So there's lots of good things uh, going on on vacation. We're going to go to the Comedy Barn, which is one of the funniest shows you'll ever see. Didn't you do the bus last year? Oh, that was in uh, that was in uh, we did that in Nashville. Yes. Oh, oh okay, yes. okay. We did that in Nashville, and that was a lot of fun. You were on some funny bus thing. Yes, we were on a funny bus thing. Uh, but there's just a lot to do in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. It's sort of like being at the beach in the mountains. It's that kind of town. Oh, yep. okay. Good food. I'll tell you all about it when we get back. But in the meantime, this is your cue to say all the oh, other stuff. Oh, so oh you change the, the cues every darn week. <laughs> How do I know when you're queuing me up? For details about today's show, Go to StableScoop.com. You'll find links, photos, and more information about today's guests. And we do love your feedback. So please follow us on Facebook under StableScoop. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at Horse Radio. And, yes, I finally have my own Facebook page. Just look for me under Helena B, and that's B-E-E. What I know, else? You're big time now. You're a celebrity. <laughs> big time, little time. What do I have, like two fans? <laughs> You can fan her now. Just look for Helena B and become a and like her page. Are you actually going to post on it more than you did Twitter? I am. Yeah. Tw- you know what? I'm over Twitter. It's a waste of time. It is. It's because Facebook is so much more rich in its features. I can do a gazillion things on Facebook where you can really only do one thing on Twitter. Okay. So it was All sort right. of a P-I-T-A for me. Okay. Got it. Uh, Many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Uncle Jimmy's, and Kentucky Performance Products. So that's it for Alina. Uh, That's it for Alina. (laughs) We are a mess. We will never get on vacation. (laughs) I'm really on vacation right now. At this point, we need to call it the super cool old closing that we can never get right. Well, Alina, that's it for this week. Glenn, that's more than enough. (laughs) But you know what? We're gluttons for punishment because there's going to be more next week where we will butcher the closing again.